right on the wild card line. You're on the air with Kevin Randall. Hi. Uh, yes, I'm calling you from Iowa City, Iowa. Iowa City, Iowa. Okay. And uh, it's a dumb question, but how come we can get uh, pictures of aliens with uh, Clinton and Limbaugh on supermarket tabloids, but I can never find one with my camera? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you. I, I don't know what to do with that. Um... <laughs> well, it's because they're making up the pictures of the aliens with Welcome back to Rock Hard Caucus. This is episode 84, I think. <laughs> Have you been keeping track, Evan? What number are we on? No, uh, that's a no for me. <laughs> All right, we're on 80-something. Uh, I'm Justin, and I've got Evan here as I, I just addressed him. Say hello, Evan. Oh, yeah, hi. Hi. I'm here. Hi. Hi. Good to see you again. And uh, we're joined uh, by returning guest, co-host of Street Fight Radio. We've got Brett Payne in the house. Hey, thanks for having me back. Welcome back, Brett. It's always nice to talk to you. It's been uh, a while, actually, since I, I haven't called into your show or anything. I haven't talked to you in quite a while. Oh, it's not a problem. We catch up instantly, like old friends. <laughs> uh, how have you been? You were just telling us you were uh, in Kentucky. Yeah, um, for the last three days, did like a road trip down there because, you know, podcasting, it does pay my bills, but the perks are like the best part. So there's a lot of musicians that are like go on tour and shit that listen to podcasts all day long. And yeah. uh, so then they always get me into shows. So I had an opportunity to go see uh, Eve Six on Wednesday <laughs> <Nice>. night. Um, <laughs> they're super lefty. Uh, yep. The lead singer, Max, is like big on uh -huh. Twitter. Everybody knows him. Yeah. Um, but when I was backstage, their guitarist like literally got off the stage and was on his phone and was like, oh, sick. There's a new Rev left out. Like he was excited <laughs> about getting away from the after party and getting on that bus to listen to, to his podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I actually uh, I saw Eve six like. 13 years ago i saw them in 2009 before they had their twitter wow. resurgence <laughs> they played the homecoming at wow. my college so you, yeah, you saw <laughs> wow oh, what <laughs> nice really that's yeah. funny i don't recall that <laughs> mm -hmm. that's amazing that sounds awesome uh it was a really good show they were they're pretty it's a different thing now i don't know did you see that were they was it just them or what they with like a couple other 90s bands i think it was just them i don't think there was even an opener that i can remember yeah well, they said this on stage, but um, they were like, you know, normally we like to, you know, our record label always pitches us on like, let's do like a 90s tour where like you go out with mm -hmm. like lit and, you know, whatever, and you can get a decent <laughs> chunk of change and all this or that. And they did, he was like, they're just kind of leaning into it. And he's like, I didn't really want to do that. So I set up this tour. Um, the opening band was We Are The Union, which is yeah. like a super gay ska band. Oh, that's sweet. Hmm. It was really good. It was really cool. And they were like so uh, energetic and like fun. And uh, the crowd, there was a lot of people just there for them. But then the MC in between that was Jake Flores doing comedy. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, it was a really bizarre show, but it was fun. <laughs> it was it was just the the makeup of it. Like, I can imagine someone being like, I loved Eve Six when I was a teenager and then going now. And then Jake Flores is talking about... <laughs> 
how he's a straight guy that likes to do poppers. It's not for any gay reasons. <laughs> Very <laughs> weird. <laughs> he was talking about wow. eating his own cum, like in the middle uh-huh. of like right before people are about to see Eve six. You know, yeah. it was it was very weird. <laughs> He's famous for that now. He, <laughs> yeah. he is. It's good to see him embracing it. You know. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. hilarious the way he tells it. Yeah, I saw that they were touring together. I was I was curious how they would handle the the comedy slash music co touring, but it sounds like it was fairly smooth from your experience. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I uh I felt the same way. Like I'm not I'm not anywhere on that level of what Jake is doing, but like we've been asked, people are always like. Hey, why don't you guys come MC the show and do jokes and stuff in between music? And it's like, uh, nobody wants that. People want the fucking music (laughs) to come on as fast as possible. Yeah. You know, and it's, but it can be done. Uh, Jake did a really good job. I was impressed. He do, he knew when to like ramp it up. It was very, it was very, very easy in the beginning. And then once people started getting more wasted, he just got super raunchy and like everybody was, (laughs) he won everybody over and the whole place was going nuts. It it was, it was really fun. Didn't uh, Neil Hamburger used to do that? (laughs) He would open for, for bands and stuff. And yeah, he, he would just get the audience extremely riled up with his, (laughs) you know, anti-comedy shit. Right. And then, you know, when the band comes on, there's, they're super excited. It's like a, it's a win-win. Yeah, you've been laughing your ass off, and then you get to party to <laughs> your favorite song. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, New Hamburger, uh, Greg Turkington, yeah. He's, like, friends with a bunch of... He, like, started out as a musician, I think, so that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Also, he's... I, I don't know if you've ever seen him live, but he's, yeah, incredible. <laughs> Just the the worst jokes. I've heard uh, <laughs> one of his live albums before. Yeah, it's it's really good. Especially for the... I mean, the audience reaction, you have to have it uh, if you're going to see him. Yeah, I've been yeah. wanting to see him forever because I like even, and I've been trying to make it link up. Um, but I think he's coming in like two weeks, and I, I've you might have convinced me. This is like synchronicity, so wow. maybe yeah. I will go. He tours a lot. Like he's come through Iowa City many times yeah. since I've lived here. Yeah, road dog. It's best if there's people in the house who like don't get it and like don't like it. <laughs> that's, sure, <laughs> that's more fun. Uh, well, I have very little prepared for today's episode, but uh, a couple years ago, Evan and I went to the live Street Fight show in Des Moines, and afterwards, we were talking to Brett for a while, and one of the subjects of conversation uh, was drugs. And Evan and Brett were talking about drugs, because they know a lot about all kinds of stuff, and I, I know very little about anything. So I was mostly just listening and nodding, like, oh, yeah, that sounds interesting. <laughs> so uh, something that I thought might be fun for us to talk about together, I don't know if everyone listening is familiar with this website, but there's a, a place called Arrowid, that's E-R-O-W-I-D, and part of that website is like people can write their own trip reports of you know their experiences on different kinds of drugs. Uh, the website's been around for a really long time, so I've got stories here going all the way back to the year two thousand. Yeah, it's a it's a very useful resource for sure. And uh, I, I remember pulling it up uh, at the library in high school and <laughs> worrying about getting in trouble for it. Maybe not the most. Uh, <laughs> well-advised thing to do but like i said it's a valuable resource and definitely combats a lot of like dare propaganda shit yeah right yeah this is you're hearing directly from the people who use the drugs yeah yeah that's that was actually my bible like in the early 2000s (laughs) when i got started um i was like 
I still am very reckless, but I do have a level of cautiousness where I'm like, someone wants me to try acid for the first time, and I'm like, I'm going to read about it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And there's all this, like you said, dare propaganda makes up everything. But when you can go to a website and someone says like, you know, I'm fucking 5'10 and 190 pounds and I took, you know, one tab or two tabs or three tabs or whatever it was or this amount of ecstasy, like the dosing, it was it was more like Yelp reviews where you could kind of find someone you identify with and be like, I think I'm like this. This is my person. I'm going to take this person, you know, this this person's word on it. But it was really it is a way to democratize like the experience of doing psychedelics. Especially, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it doesn't sugarcoat the negative sides of some of these substances as well. So it's it's harm yeah. reduction. I read one of yeah, these. Yeah, for sure. Really, really horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For people that like to over prepare, or like, how long is it going to take? How long is it going to take? I mean, folks do like breakdown full time breakdowns, like in the middle of their trips. You know, they're like jotting down what yeah. time they started <laughs> seeing shit, what time they started, you know, hearing shit. It's like NASA, yeah. like T minus. Yeah, keep a detailed flight log. Yeah. Right, psychonauts. So yeah. since this this podcast is uh, about Iowa all the time, we can only talk about our home state. Uh, I searched the term Iowa on Arrowhead, and I've got well, yeah, a that's list of that's a good search term because there's not a whole lot to do here. So I'm sure there's some pretty good, uh, you oh, know. Yeah. Like legal highs, like I was thinking about the uh, like nutmeg trip ex- trip reports mm-hmm. on there, or um, like Daytura, like Devil's what's it called Jimson weed or whatever the fuck uh, that stuff is. It's like a deliriant, makes people go nuts. And apparently, in like Colombia, you can just get stuff like blown in your face, and then you're like completely delirious, and like people will drive you to the ATM, and you'll just completely oh. just, you'll just give up your pin immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, unfortunately, I'm not seeing those on the list here. Uh, that's all right. Yeah, no amount of illegal substance could get me to open up my wallet like that for somebody. I don't, I don't have it to spare. <laughs> it's like uh, devil's trumpets. They grow everywhere. So, like, people yeah. eat their seeds all over the place. Mm-hmm. Imagine it's, someone it's horrible. Goes, um, goes through the trouble of, like, dosing you with this magic powder, and, and they get you to pull your wallet out, and you open it up, and just, like, the fly buzzes out of it like a cartoon. It's a waste of drugs. Yeah, that's not necessarily going to go good for you, though, if that's the case. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Let's see. I've got I've got MDMA and LSD. I've got mushrooms and cannabis. Are there any uh, drugs in particular you guys want to hear about? Uh, is there any, uh, like, DXM or ketamine or anything like that? No, not on the list. And actually, here, I can... Let me put it in the oh. chat, and you can look look at it, too. I'll do the candy, do the candy flip. The MDMA and LSD. Yeah, that's okay. that's a good one. Yeah, this is uh, written by a guy named Scotto. It's Scott with an O on the end. Uh, he wrote this in June of 2000. And he titled it The Bad Candy Flip. So candy flip is when you do okay. Molly and LSD together, I guess. Yes. Correct. That's <laughs> the term. That's correct. <laughs> oh, he gets into it right here. He starts, most people report the candy flip, LSD plus MDMA, combination to be a very enjoyable experience. The most rewardingly cosmic aspects of the LSD are combined with the empathogenic love of the MDMA to create a unique and often powerful experience. This is usually the case with me as well, provided I take a low dose of LSD with a regular dose of MDMA, i.e., too much LSD can blow the MDMA out of the water, which is a damn waste of MDMA. 
Okay. This is very scientific so far. That's I like right. the, yeah. the opening here. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> the methodology. Yeah. It's about to turn bad, though. However, I feel ob- obliged to report one very negative experience I had during a candy flip many years ago when I was still living in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Have you spent much time in Cedar Falls, Evan? Uh, I have actually attended a house party <laughs> on Halloween on acid in Cedar Falls. Um, there are some funny pictures. I guess you can post them if you want. Because <laughs> I, I was not wearing a costume. Like The costume was that I was a guy on LSD, I guess. Yeah. And uh, had a good time. Um, I went to the bathroom and all my friends went outside and I came out and I was like tripping really hard. And there are these two girls... I think dressed up like Red Riding Hood or something, and I didn't know who they were. And I was like, "They're like, who are you? Like, what are you doing? Like, do you know? Like, how do you know? Like, they had no idea who I was, and I was just like stammering because like I was like, I don't know who <laughs> whose house it was. I was just with my friends, and they were all gone, so I didn't like know anyone there. And I was just like, <laughs> they're about to call the cops on me. And then my <laughs> friend came in and was like, "Oh, that's that's Evan." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you got to bolt. <laughs> yeah, I had this? no idea where anyone was. Are you Scott No, Ohio? I did not. I did not write okay. this. All right. No. I've never done the combination. Yeah, it's too rich for my blood at the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see what happened to Scotto. This report mainly serves to underscore the importance of set and setting, but also stands as a reminder that, as Alexander Shulgin says... There are no insignificant psychedelic experiences, meaning caution is always a great policy. Alexander Shulgin, is that a name you know? Yes. Uh, he invented uh, MDMA and oh, a lot okay, of okay. other psychedelic substances. Uh, he wrote two books, Phenylethylamines, I Know and Love, and uh, Tryptamines, I Know and Love, which are kind of like the Bibles of psychoactive, sub- well, psychedelic substances. So, Okay. Yeah. See, folks, like I said, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know that guy either, actually. I'm probably going to read that book. <laughs> oh, yeah. He and his wife just basically made all these substances and tried them together. And then they basically just like wrote like, uh, we tried this substance and we, how was the sex when they had this particular <laughs> substance? So a lot of it gets into like his weird personal life. It's kind of, yeah, it's it's an interesting, interesting book for sure. It's kind of an arrowhead on paper. Nice. Yeah. Well, and yeah, the guy who's baking the shit, like he's he's a legend. He's well, I think he passed recently, but yeah, it said 2014 when I just googled him, he died. Scotto continues. I was hoping to do a rather deep exploration that night, and had invited my good friend H over to sit for me. His instructions were to sit quietly in the same room as me and intercede only if I really encountered problems. (laughs) I felt this was a reasonable precaution because this was only my second candy flip, and I was still at that time relatively inexperienced with both LSD and MDMA. I didn't expect trouble, as I was feeling good and confident about myself at the time, but I figured it wouldn't hurt to have H around someone who knew me very well and could handle me if I got into a bad space. Wow, I've never in my life done drugs like that. Yeah, these, I was going to say, these are like the biggest nerds who like have to document everything. Like Most people are just like, yeah, sure, I'll take some drugs at this party. <laughs> yeah, there's usually loud fucking music blaring, screaming in people's faces, um, lots of touching, usually on MDMA. Mm-hmm. Uh 
Very, very interesting. I like their, I mean, I do like the uh, commitment to scientific research here, though. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like it's just t- two guys alone in a room, and they sort of scheduled this in advance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't, is he trying, I don't know if he's, is he like going to be, is he going to play music? Is he going to dance around? Is he just like sitting on a pillow and like pretending to go to outer space? I don't know what the intention is here i feel like this is also just set and setting is important like thinking that you have control over it or that it's about to go however you want is also not a good idea yeah (laughs) you gotta be okay with some mysterious shit happening and being able to roll with the punches (laughs) yeah you're not gonna have a good time if you just restrict yourself to just like staying in one room with nothing to do like like that's that's not a good you need like things to distract yourself uh, with sometimes. Yeah, your brain's gonna have to come up with its own shit if you have no, like, external stimulation, right? And that could go wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, with it MDMA, maybe not so much, but, well, yeah, even then, it's like, you're gonna be very stimulated for several hours, and, uh, yeah, can sometimes end up with you having circular thoughts or that sort of thing, which, uh, if they're bad... You have a bad trip, sort of thing, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think turning up the intensity in all of your senses, like music, loud stuff, like that, makes a huge difference in uh, how it's much easier in my mind than being uh, locked alone by myself. I mean, I guess I do do ask a lot by myself, but I also will just open up the door and start walking for miles. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. If, I don't know what. I don't know. We'll see. Let's see what happens. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> with with yeah. how they do the experiment. <laughs> Well, Scotto reveals something very interesting in this next sentence. At the time, I was writing a book called Melody's Blues and felt pretty involved with some of the characters to the extent that my psychedelic trips often featured interactions (laughs) with versions of these characters. (laughs) That's interesting. He's he's having conversations with people he invented in a book. Yeah. yeah. So what this Brett is a said. bad idea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is already a pump the brakes. Like I feel like the drug your drug dealer should prescribe you psychedelics and they should make you tell them what you want them for. <laughs> yeah. Because if I was about to sell this guy candy flip and he said I'm talking to the characters in my book, I'm like, you gotta go to the doctor first. You gotta you gotta go talk to the doctor and see what they will prescribe you because uh you're gonna this could open up something you don't want to fuck with (laughs) we don't want any breaks from reality people i mean i i don't i don't know the truth of it or how modern it is but there is a people that lsd does like open up schizophrenia for them way faster than like uh the the natural process does from what i've heard yeah Yeah. all right and now we get into like the the physical Like, what's he doing while he takes these? I laid down on the floor under a nice blanket on top of some cushions underneath a blindfold and proceeded to go, quote, way, way out there, man. And suddenly found myself sharing a psychedelic bubble of space time with Melody, the main character in the book. (laughs) Wow, this is a really good friend. This is a really, really, really good friend. That's going to watch you go under a blanket and talk to your girlfriend in your book. (laughs) Yeah, H is a a real hero. Maybe that's what H stands for. Uh, This was not in itself cause for alarm, but before long, things got incredibly dark and incredibly weird inside my head. 
The sensation was of being suddenly and vigorously pursued by vast collections of entities that were very specifically bent on doing us a grievous harm. Yeah, that sounds like too much LSD. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on the second time. I one time lay I was like locked in my bed watching just like black smoke, like demon looking black smoke of spirits just like fill the fucking room. And I just sit there and I just had to talk myself out of it. <laughs> like and just had to deal with it. It was a good mental exercise. But yeah, that definitely that's the kind of stuff you don't that was when I was stuck at my house, do I couldn't leave, and uh then you just start making shit up. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think we should emphasize MDMA is the most social drug you could possibly do. So it's the kind of thing where like you want to have a lot of people around, preferably also on MDMA when you do it. Otherwise, you're going to have bad shit like this happen. Yeah, I um yeah, I just this is the worst way to do this. <laughs> but proceed. <laughs> so uh so Scotto and Melody, who is, again, a character from a book that Scotto is writing, are being pursued by vast collections of entities. We fled through psychedelic corridors and churning maelstroms of energy, and the terror in me gradually increased over the course of what I'm guessing was a half an hour, maybe more. The intensity continued to build, and it seemed extremely relentless. I could feel them shrieking as they chased us, these horrible alien monsters. I had never encountered such mayhem before and was frightened beyond belief. Okay. I wonder if uh, he might have got some bad acid also, because there's like some other substances that get passed that are generally unpleasant, like like BOM is one. I don't know. There's a, there's a few uh, commonly like passed off at festivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you should test definitely test acid. Um, it's so cheap, anyways, to do. Um, because it does. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't get bad stuff. None of this sounds like MDMA. If he started humping the carpet until he got like a rug burn, maybe <laughs> yeah. I would think that's the MDMA. <laughs> this sounds like a really bad acid. I've also, yeah, I, I've I've had I've had this experience once or twice. Um, usually it just makes you stronger. Um, but it is it happens. <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like he was hoping for uh, a sort of MDMA experience with Melody, the book girl. And That's then true. the LSD sort of took them on a different path. <laughs> like, what if you and Melody can never be together? All these haunting spirits telling oh, him, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if? What if you can't actually have a real relationship with <laughs> this woman you invented? <laughs> well, let's see how he gets out of it. Uh, At some point, it somehow finally occurred to me to rip the blindfold off and sit up. The room was just as I left it, if covered with a few more multicolored swirls than usual. I immediately turned to H, who was staring intently at me. I said, what the hell is going on? He replied, you ingested LSD and MDMA, (laughs) and you've been candy flipping for an hour and a half or so. (laughs) Good man. Good man. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> these are the people you need around you at least if, if you're gonna have one person you're gonna have someone who's gonna give it to you straight like that yeah yeah i usually yeah that is a good idea i also am down with this we definitely have one person hang out and just like watch tv and let people do everything else that they want or something um also it's really funny that he said he realized he could rip the blindfold off because mm-hmm. sometimes when you get so fucking stuck like you just feel like it's gonna be like this forever. I there's mm-hmm. I'm unable to do anything, and then you like talk out loud and just like it feels like just plunging into water. Like everything opens up. I don't know. It's but you there is a moments where like I it happened recently on some shrooms. I took them 
It was way more than expected because I didn't realize it was a different strain. And Mm. all I did was just lay back and slowly pull the blanket up to my chin and just close my eyes. And I'm like, I'm going to be gone for like an hour and a half. So (laughs) goodbye, everybody. I'm out of (laughs) here. All right. So H tells uh, Scotto that he's been candy flipping for an hour and a half. And then he fell silent, and suddenly I heard for the first time the sounds coming from the apartment next door. Oh no, (laughs) my neighbors have been having a horrendous, Uh extremely loud fight, and the screams were clearly audible through the wall. (laughs) Oh. Oh, shit! Wait, oh, yeah. You don't want that modifying your ship. That's like a a modifier you do not add to the equation. That's also... um so that's also yeah this the shroom trip I was on I was laying there and there was like this police violence part where they were just like beating the shit out of people and I was like you have to turn this off right now I do not I do not want to be thinking yeah. about any of this I would not I, listen wow that is so fucked up god damn yeah comprehending violence on psychedelics is like a very fucking weird experience like very scary shit especially yeah. if you don't if he had no idea what's happening too. It's just fucking, he's just hearing sounds of screaming and fighting. Right. Uh, so the, he thinks yeah, it's coming from the trip. Yeah. The screams became the like horrible alien monsters, I guess. He says, these sounds had very obviously penetrated my trip, but I hadn't given any external signs that I was in trouble. So H had chosen not to intervene. Uh, the aggression from next door was as much a part of my set and setting as my preparation and intention and had pretty much steered my trip. So then it says that they... Uh, Scotto and H just chilled until the fight next door, you know, settled down. And, uh, yeah, it sounded like, uh, <laughs> he had never really experienced that sort of violent, uh, influence on his trips before. And it kind of fucked him up. Sure. He turned on some incredibly soothing music and laid back down. And then it went, I guess he had a good, nice trip after that about which I have written elsewhere. So we'd have to hunt down the, the rest of the Scotto adventures. <laughs> Uh, he's got a couple others. Looks like he did a ayahuasca trip, um, which I'm jealous of, I guess. True. Me too. <laughs> what, is, what is ayahuasca? Uh, it's basically, um, if you've ever heard of DMT, it's essentially mm-hmm. taking that orally. It, you, it requires another substance along with the DMT to like prevent your body from breaking down the DMT. Because otherwise, normally you have to smoke DMT to get an effect. Anyway, it's like a ritual thing. It's been done in like South American cultures um, for yeah. That's yeah, a long that's time. the context that I've heard of it before. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they have these packages where you can pay a few thousand dollars and you get to go stay in a retreat in like Peru, and they will cook up a batch of ayahuasca and ibogaine usually as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like an intense, like all day, sometimes shivering, shaking, vomiting type of trip that everybody says is like the best shit ever, (laughs) you know, like I don't think it turns people away, but then I've also heard of like people trying to be shamans and shit in like the United States and like Germany and in the UK. And it's just like sitting around in some dirty apartment on like a, a foam mattress on the floor, you know, (laughs) which is not what, not my get down for sure. Yeah. It kind of takes the the beauty of nature out of the experience. Right. You're not in the fucking rainforest. (laughs) <laughs> for sure well evan i know you're looking at the, the list here what do you I'm, see i'm that, looking at the uh, well there's a guy named iowa punker who has a million yeah reviews. he's got a lot yeah um but then there's some interesting ones there's uh someone who did a diphenhydramine which is benadryl 
um, which are generally, you know, kid. It says some dumb kid. Uh, as yeah, some dumb kid is the of name the, of the the writer. <laughs> yeah, which is usually the kind of people who are doing Benadryl <laughs> recreationally, quote unquote. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of experiences on Arrowhead about that, and it's uh, usually people hallucinating spiders or like just not having a good time. It's a delirium again. Right, right. There's still um on Reddit, there is a Benadryl Reddit that is super popular. I read an article about it recently about young kids just like seeing like I'll take fifty of them and see what happens type Holy thing shit. and bored and writing about it. <laughs> similar to this. Yeah, yeah. All right, do we want to look at the Benadryl one by some dumb kid? Uh yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. This is from yeah, these are all from like two thousand one well, there's actually one from this year. There's a couple of recent ones, yeah. But most of them are from mid mid two thousands, which was I think probably the peak of, of Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back when we had different websites for different purposes. Yeah. Uh some dumb kid wrote this in two thousand four and they took six tablets of Benadryl and they weighed hundred and eighty five pounds. So take that context into account. <laughs> As we, as we hear about some dumb kids uh benadryl experience what's the science word for that evan say that again uh diphenhydramine okay thanks. i mean it's it's an antihistamine it's uh yeah it's for preventing itching you know <laughs> there's a million similar drugs do the same thing most people you take a couple benadryl and you fall asleep but if you take more you yep. end up uh i don't know exactly what you know receptors or whatever but you seriously hijack some of your body's processes to put you into a nightmare dream world of spiders and that sort of thing yeah also yeah i think there's also like coracidin was also a popular one when i was younger i think it was probably better better than benadryl even Hmm. i've never knew anybody that that ate a bunch of benadryl yeah that would be (laughs) um like dxm like robitussin shit which a lot of people do do that recreationally, and it is definitely not as bad as doing Benadryl. Like, it actually has some positive aspects or can, depending on the person. All right, so let's see what happened to some dumb kid. Uh, I had just got back from my friend's house, which was after my Friday night football game. So this is a football player, I guess. He's a party animal. Hell yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> Throwing back six Benadryl. <laughs> I got a problem, man. I was fairly tired and sore slash weak and went there so I could socialize and smoke some 27s before I left for the Labor Day weekend. I don't know what that means. Uh, uh, me neither. Okay. But <laughs> What's a guy, 27? This guy gets down. Let's look up smoke some 27s. All right, Maybe Urban it's Dictionary. Must be a brand of cigarette. Yeah, it's Mar- Marlboro yeah, number maybe. 27 cigarettes. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, God. Yeah, those are those fancy ones. They had all those speakeasy cigarettes back in the early <laughs> 2000s. <laughs> uh, I'd been researching all kinds of drugs on Arrowid.org and had decided to try Benadryl. He's plugging the website that he's writing this on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, since it was readily available, everyone in my family is an allergy sufferer. So I got home at about 11.20, very fatigued and bored. I popped in my SNL The Best of Will Ferrell DVD. (laughs) Awesome. This is so 2004. Once again, yeah, very (laughs) mid-2000s. I might have gone to high school with this guy at the same time. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, this was written in Iowa, so who knows? Maybe he'll mention the city at some point. Uh, And plopped into my comfy leather recliner for some relaxation. I had nothing to drink, 
that's nothing with noji at the end i had nothing to drink so i decided to go upstairs and get whatever benadryl i could muster i found six of them and immediately took them <laughs> it was about eleven thirty-five now so he's taking benadryl in place of drinking alcohol is what i'm getting from that yeah yeah i based on yeah there are other context clues yeah i, I think that's the case just trying to catch a buzz man <laughs> The thing is, there's, like, a lot of actually, like, decent legal highs, even, like, back then. Like, mm-hmm. I remember uh, ordering Kratom to my uh, dorm room. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> in, like, 2009. <laughs> wow. And then, yeah, there's a lot of other weird stuff out there. But you had to go on, like, cool internet forums. I mean, I guess he's on Arrowhead, but he's he's setting his sights too low, I think. Yeah, the best he can find is Benadryl in his parents' medicine cabinet. Yeah, all my families are allergy sufferers. <laughs> uh, I had never taken any hallucinogen, so naturally I was pumped up for some flying elephant images and such, but I found out that I was just ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's expecting like the Winnie the Pooh experience on uh, Benadryl. Uh, I sat back down on my recliner and started watching my DVD. About 10 minutes into the movie, I suddenly realized that I had to go piss, so I did. What movie is he watching? I thought this was uh, Best of Will Ferrell. (laughs) Hmm. All right, well, 10 minutes into the SNL skits, I guess. So he had to go piss. Uh, I felt like I was pissing razor blades, and I don't know why. That could be unrelated, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I have an idea why. I mean, it seems like it shouldn't be that hard to figure out. Yeah, football guy... Yeah, get her. You get around too much, my friend. It's a good problem to have. Uh, maybe you should be taking some penicillin instead of that Benadryl. <laughs> right. <laughs> At almost twelve o'clock, I was still watching the movie, but I felt euphoric for the first time, laughing quietly to myself about anything and everything. I went to piss again. So that's like 20 minutes apart. He's peeing. <laughs> when I got up to uh, use the facilities the second time, my body was very heavy and I almost fell several times upon my sister who was sleeping on my family room floor. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I guess his sister was sleeping oh. there while he was doing this. And he was like, oh, almost <laughs> fell on you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I also almost lost my balance when I was going pee and couldn't quite hit the hole very well. <laughs> So he's just pissing all over the floor. I finished the movie and stumbled upstairs to go to sleep because I hadn't seen any visual effects for the last hour or so. So I turned on my room stereo and listened to music from the Diablo 2 soundtrack. Oh, wow. (laughs) Interesting choice. Let's get this right. (laughs) Let's get in a better headspace. Yes, setting the mood. (laughs) Uh, he describes the Diablo 2 soundtrack as some eerie instrumental type music. Uh, and he thought that sleep would come easily, but it didn't. I kept hearing things that I knew were not from the music, just weird noises that I can't really explain. I kept on hearing someone calling my name, and I kept yelling, What? Even though no one was awake at my house. Until my mom heard me yelling and came in. <laughs> so he's getting the auditory hallucinations, I guess. Yeah, it sounds pretty common, the stumbling around, auditory hallucinations. Uh, he didn't apparently read the Arrowhead trip reports closely enough before he uh, yeah. decided to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would have paid attention. Yeah, because now's the part where your mom is like, Michael, what's going on? You're scaring me. <laughs> You're on drugs, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's just Benadryl, Mom. 
Uh, <laughs> all right, so his, his mom heard him yelling, <laughs> and she told him no one had been calling his name. And she told him to go to bed because we were going to travel to the Twin Cities in the morning. And he says this is six hours from where he lives. So, I mean, yeah, that could be Cedar Rapids. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Going to going to the big old Twin Cities and big <laughs> going to the <laughs> bustling metropolis. <laughs> I forgot that I was even listening to music and just laid awake on my futon. I felt very uh, I felt very cold and uncomfortable. This is a futon guy. Doesn't even have a bed. But he has options. <laughs> he does have options. I began twitching at about 110, still lying in bed. Uh, these were uncontrollable and frequent about once every 10 seconds or so. All right. I would start freaking out at this point. <laughs> uncontrollable twitching every 10 seconds. Uh, I was grinding my teeth. I, uh, yeah. Um, I, I can't do twitching either. It's, it freaks me out. I, I, I started getting an eye twitch like once I got in my 30s and I looked it up and mm-hmm. they're like, it's just because you're getting old. It happens to people. And I was like, fuck, I hate it, though. It scares me every time. Yeah. Yeah. A few months ago, I was working. I work at a theater and we had this production of the Nutcracker for the Christmas season. And it was like, you know, over time. This is like one of my busy weeks of the year. So I was down in like tons of caffeine that week and my eye just started twitching like constantly. And I, it still happens every once in a while. And it's been like five months. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Just a reminder. Yeah. I just like, yeah, permanently, to the limit. permanently fucked myself up a little bit. <laughs> uh, he says he, he fell asleep after about 20 minutes of the twitching. He woke the next morning at nine o'clock and felt like crap. My head hurt like hell and I felt very, very hot. Like there was a heater right next to me. I went downstairs for some coffee and went back to bed 10 minutes later. My mom came in and asked how I was, and I told her that I didn't feel good. She took my temperature and reported that I had a slight fever of 99 degrees or so. Oh, that's a... What a nice mother. My mom would never count that as a fever. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. 99. That's, 99. Gonna say. that's nothing. You can still go to school. You're still going yep. to Minneapolis. We're, we're yep, still... We're not... <laughs> We're not turning this van around just because you have a 99 degree fever because you took six Benadryl tablets last night by yourself. Uh, I got in the van and slept for six hours all the way to Minneapolis and felt like shit for the rest of the day at the Mall of America. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good anti-drug ad. See, this is also why... I probably read this and was like, I'm not doing Benadryl. Like, this is a great reason not to do Benadryl. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, He ends with this. I wouldn't highly recommend this to anyone, but I think, as stupid as this may sound, that I might try it again (laughs) another time when I'm not so uh, tired. And his goal, I guess, is to see some visual effects. See some visuals. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, that's... (laughs) He's very ignorant to the realities of doing psychedelic drugs because i mean the visuals are fun but they're manifestations of what's going on in your head like it's if it was that good they would not sell it over the counter you know you gotta right you gotta seek out some some uh fellow travelers uh if you're gonna get the good stuff yeah i honestly would i would just rather my kid like microdose a piece of lsd than take six benadryl oh absolutely <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely they'd have a much better experience yeah so six benadryl that that doesn't sound like a good one um 
the candy flip sounds like it could have gone better if if maybe he didn't live in uh an apartment with a a loud couple next door. It's a yeah, it's a rich person's thing. You can't have being a connected yep. building. Can't be an apartment. You can have your own house to uh, yeah go deep inside of your mind and and dance with melody one more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need a porch if you're gonna do some suburban LSD. You gotta you gotta go outside right. on the porch. There you go. That sounds yeah. a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Scene change. Smoke a cig. Mm-hmm. Well, we haven't Hell done yeah. any of these Iowa. Iowa punker ones. He's got several stories, as we mentioned. He's got a meth experience called Meat Face. Alprazolam is just Benadryl, or not? It's like benzos. It's nothing, nothing exciting. Okay. Well, he says benzos and alcohol, which sounds like a recipe for fun, right? Exciting in a bad way. Usually, you don't really want (laughs) to push your luck with that sort of thing. Yeah, you're gonna forget large periods of your of your night, and you're gonna do some things during those hours Mm -hmm. that you probably are not gonna be proud of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a truck flipping combination. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, that's uh, a famous internet user once bought a grand piano. and had it delivered to his house while on the uh, influence of uh, similar substances. God damn. <laughs> oh, do you want to try the meth one? That one sounds interesting. Yeah, that's more, that's Iowa. We're keeping it Iowa. Yeah. And again, and I like it's called the, I, Meat Face. Meat, so. Yeah, I like the name too. So I think that's <laughs> that's where we should go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't have much meth experience. I took a little smoke of it one time with a friend. Yeah. Um, and we were like sitting around drinking and, uh, I started like hallucinating and feeling real gross. And the apartment we were in was super gross too. And I just felt like this is a bad place to be. And like, this is a wrong thing to do. I had just a regret immediately. The only time I did it. (laughs) And I left and then I asked and then like my... My friend stayed there for like three days and they did wow. horrendous shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like it's probably for the best that you immediately regret it instead of wanting to do a lot more. <laughs> yeah. It was the set and setting really turned me off. Yeah. That sounds uh, pretty typical <clears throat> first methamphetamine experience. <laughs> I, I've not done dipped into that myself. Um, but I mean, if you've done Adderall, it's very, very similar. Right. Yeah, that's that's how it it started out was the like a study drug, right? Well, you can get prescribed methamphetamine. It's called desoxin. It's still being mm-hmm. used therapeutically. So, I mean, it's right. Yeah, I mean, it's like Adderall is dextro and levo amphetamines and mm-hmm. it's all amphetamines, you know, it's just meth is just yeah. got whatever substituted whatever the fuck i'm not a chemist (laughs) (laughs) i got the impression you were because you you said that big fancy benadryl word earlier (laughs) (laughs) it's printed on the bottle it's not it's not a secret (laughs) well i know how to look at the word i don't know how to say it that's the problem all right so iowa punkers uh methamphetamine experience from march of 2005 again titled meat face so we'll look forward to the meat face uh, it says Iowa Punker took methamphetamine in powder slash crystal form uh, and weighed 160 pounds. Good to know. Yeah. So Iowa Punker begins, I name my story after what people start to look like after decades of meth abuse. Oh, okay. So it's the, the toll that it takes on your body after years of habitual use. 
Uh, seriously, I remember the cooker I used to purchase my meth from who had been a three gram a day smoker and snorter for the past 15 years. Fuck. That's uh, that's <laughs> a lot. That's intense. Yeah. Three grams a day for 15 years. That's quite a lot of meth. They sell it in, in tenths of a gram. So that's God a damn. shit ton. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Iowa Punker says that this guy looked like hamburger. Uh, I started calling him meat because of this, but he just laughed. I never told him what I meant by it. So I guess he doesn't get the joke. <laughs> He's far too high. I mean. Yeah. And also, I mean, it's like he, he, <laughs> just someone starts calling you meat. You're like, okay, I'm meat. Whatever <laughs> yeah, you say. I mean, yeah. You've been high on meth for 15 years. It's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Don't use my real name. As long as you don't use my real name, I right. don't care what you call me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm the meth dealer for 15 years now. So, yeah. All right. Here's my story. It's very long, so I hope you like to read. Um, it's not actually that long. It's about the same as the first story we read. I luckily backed away from this shit before I myself became one of the meat faces. But I did have some fun times, though. Anyway, I was out looking for the ultimate high, the one drug that could satisfy my cravings for excitement like no other drug could. The first time I tried any amphetamine was when I met a kid in school who had ADHD, and he was prescribed Ritalin and Dexedrin. Dexedrin? De Dexedrine, I believe. Dexedrine. <laughs> okay, Dexedrine. <laughs> but I knew that Dexedrine was farm speed. That's farm with a PH. And I always wanted to try it. Boy, did I love those pills. My friends and I would crush up 20 of those little darlings, split the huge pile into big lines, snort ourselves silly, then go out and party the night away. Wow. So he went from farm speed to, to farm speed. Uh, <laughs> he's stealing anhydrous <laughs> tanks from... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they don't really do that anymore but that was a thing i remember as like my you know my grandparents did a little bit of farming but they had an anhydrous ammonia tank out like in their front yard and mm -hmm. there was a lot of those being knocked off by groups of uh local tweakers yeah um, though i think with the like Sudafed going out of style, then I, I don't think the anhydrous is quite as valuable as it used to be because they use like different methods now. Mm -hmm. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so at one of these parties where uh, Iowa Punker was snorting lines of Dexedrine, uh, a guy named C asked me if I wanted to try Crank. You like speed, right? He said you'll love Crank. I had heard so many horror stories about Crank. Let's see. This was before the movie came out. Yeah, yeah. The Jason Statham Crank. Uh, I had heard so many horror stories about Crank, like the way some people cut it with nasty adulterants, but curiosity and my love for amphetamines got the better of me. I sniffed a big line of this off-white, chunky powder. Whoosh. That's in all caps. If I thought <laughs> Dexedrine was the shit, I was way wrong. This stuff was way more potent and packed a longer-lasting, more mentally uplifting buzz. <laughs> the enlightened meth snorter. <laughs> mentally <laughs> uplifting. Yeah. <laughs> Spiritually. That packs the punch you need. <laughs> I loved it. There was no turning back now. Snorting started to bother my nose, so I smoked it off tinfoil one night. I had to be showed how to do it, but once I learned it was the only way I ever did it. 
I'd see people snort it and look down on them. Like, why do it that way? Smoking is so much better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, the, you know, new converts, you know, quickly want to be a part of the in-group, you know. Mm-hmm. Always bashing the newbies, gatekeeping. <laughs> well, he's just trying to make them better at their chosen chosen thing like it's more efficient they're wasting they're wasting their money you know that's true word to the wise get on this (laughs) tinfoil i got so good at smoking foils bulbs and glass dicks that i even started teaching amateur tweakers how to smoke do you know what glass dicks means he put the dicks in quotes uh i mean have you seen a meth pipe before i mean it's just a straight it's a straight piece of metal I'm sorry, straight piece of glass. It's just a straight like tube of glass. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're usually at pretty... The worst gas stations in town usually have the stems there, is what they're calling them or something. Yeah, they're like but, little yeah. roses. <laughs> yeah, roses, the, yeah, those are the ones. <laughs> from Todd Blodgett's book, I learned about the roses. Remember yeah. That? <laughs> those aren't the dicks. Those aren't the dicks, though. Those are... <laughs> oh, those aren't? Well, no, I was thinking... I think a dick would be, like, the more classic that has a bulb at the end, you know? Oh, the bulb. Right. You're right. Yes, yes. Yeah. You're right. What you're talking about is only the shaft. You need to have the balls, too, at the end. I was thinking of a crack pipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... I think it's the same shit, basically, uh, right? Pretty interchangeable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one day, I wondered what it would be like to miss more than just one night of sleep. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> dangerous questions <laughs> so i saved my money for about two weeks straight so i could supply myself with crank over a period of a week and stay awake the whole time whoa dude no um, no sleep deprivation yeah. is worse than any drug like yeah, yeah that's n- absolutely not a good idea uh, the worst part about drugs a lot of times is not being able to go to sleep. You like desperately are like, I just had an amazing night. I do not want to sit here and listen to birds chirp for like the next four hours. You know, mm-hmm. I'd rather have someone hit me over the head with like a hammer and <laughs> get me to go to sleep. You can always, you got to rest up for next day of partying. Staying up for a week is, that is a very lofty goal. Yeah. Yeah. And can have serious side effects. <laughs> like you can fucking go to the hospital off that shit. It seems like a bad thing to plan to plan out. Like this is something that happens yeah. by accident. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Well, my ex-wife um actually she had Adderall in college and used it to stay up 2 days and by the third mm-hmm. day uh she went to the fucking hospital. Yeah. Oh wow. And she was she's not even she was never she wasn't a druggie or anything. She wasn't a person that abused them at all. She just was like literally using them for college. Yeah. Uh, and doesn't didn't really do anything else yeah. at the time. That's the thing with these amphetamines is like you want to do more of them. If you have them, you're going to be tempted. Most people are going to be tempted to want to do more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just just literally take a pill and make tiredness go away. Yeah. That's why he had to get the yeah. whole stockpile going before he, he dove into this, you know. <laughs> yeah. The preparation. Like you have to plan for that because otherwise you're gonna like just blow through it, you know. Right, you gotta like ration it so so you can get through the whole week. Yeah. All right. Well, after the first night, I went for number two. That was no problem either, except that I started feeling giddy and floaty. After the third night, those effects were enhanced greatly. I felt as if I were living a dream. I felt detached from everything. Oh, <laughs> this can get very dangerous. <laughs> Like I was living in my yeah, own personal world. That's the sleep deprivation world. more than the meth at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've only 
this reminds me of like having a job, you know, and being like sick all night and not sleeping and having to go to work. And then you're just yeah. like, you feel like you're just floating mm-hmm. through the place. Like you don't exist or like taking day quill, like mm-hmm. not sleeping all night from being sick and having to go to work and taking day quill. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the worst feeling in the world. I, I would never chase that feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, colors had a softer appearance. Sounds were muffled. Uh, my thought processes were slowed dramatically. I couldn't even feel the effects of being spun anymore. It was completely different. It was very pleasant. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) My goodness. I felt more relaxed than ever. So this is after three days, I think. (laughs) You were running on no energy. Your body, you could not fucking, like, you just don't have any energy anymore now. You You depleted all the resources. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, The fourth and fifth nights were pretty much the same, but with more pronounced effects of sleep deprivation. Colors seemed to bleed. I saw LSD-like trails and tracers, and sounds seemed very distant, even my own voice. It was getting weird, but I kept on smoking. What? This I is... wonder, what, what is it? Is it just like a Family Guy DVD is just on repeat the whole time? Like, what is, where yeah. is he at? Is he, is he, go- oh, how can, imagine having to, to, Oh my God. Imagine having eight more hours tacked onto your day. Imagine how <laughs> exhausting that would be. I do right, not yeah. want, I could not, 72 straight hours of just being fucking lo- just lucid, just standing there like, all right, guys, well, let's go get groceries. You know, yeah. I don't know what the fuck you, he's you doing. You cannot function. <laughs> like, the, yeah, he you're, is you're not just, a functional person at this point. <laughs> he's stuck in the house. Yeah. On a couch. He's couch surfing. He probably does have the Family Guy DVD, but it's on the main menu and it's going on a loop of 30 <laughs> seconds in a row over and yeah. over. Yeah. That is interesting that he doesn't really say anything about like what he was doing. It's only about how he felt. I mean, yeah, this is, you would do this if you were going to build a time machine. Like that's a good yeah. reason to put it up, to risk it all like this. Yeah. Or if you have a backyard <laughs> rocket to, to fly into the air to prove the earth is flat or something yeah. like that. Like, there's there's a lot of reasons that maybe you know there's a deadline, but just to I don't know sitting around just being like oh damn I'm thinking super slow. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't he didn't list his activities because his brain was not encoding memories at this point. So he <laughs> he true. he does not have any comprehension of what he was doing for those that period of time. Yeah, he's got a notebook and it's just like he just became a spirit. <laughs> Just covering pages and pages of notebooks with graphite, just top to bottom, black all the way down. That, that's, yeah, would not be out of the question. <laughs> hey, you brought up that flat earth rocket guy. I haven't thought about him in years. Is he like still around? Oh, Mad Mike? No, he died. Oh, he died. A, it, the rocket crashed and he died. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, wow. I remember that, actually. I don't he remember it his all. Death. Yeah. Oh, my Holy God. Shit. Probably some NASA people shot him down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was getting close, right? He got embarrassed a little bit, and then he like came. I think he just got came back a little too rowdy. Yeah, had to had something to but prove, he, and he kind of <laughs> overdid it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, took well, it too personal. Yeah, R.I.P. Mad Mike. Yeah, for sure. All right, so I think uh, Iowa Punker Iowa Punker is uh, on his fifth night with no sleep. I then figured out what was meant by quote tunnel vision. It was so weird. (laughs) 
Uh, uh, that's, that's before the lights blink out, dude. That's what happens yeah. is your vision eventually yeah. goes to zero. Yeah. Uh, out of the corner of my eye, my vision was so dim and fuzzy, but straight ahead, it was clear as day. Driving a car while in this condition could have killed me, I'm sure. Oh, no. Oh, oh could have, could have. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah. say. Yeah. Oof. That's like a, a jump scare almost, starting a sentence with driving a car <laughs> yeah. after all that. <laughs> uh, I don't remember much of that sixth day after being awake for five nights. I crashed around 8 p.m. in a lawn chair in my backyard. I slept for almost 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> No one, no one came to disturb no him during twenty four hours. He's just passed out on his lawn chair. Passed out on a lawn chair. Twenty four yeah. straight hours. They're probably just happy he's not doing whatever loud ass yeah. thing he's been doing for the last six days nonstop. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, I hope somebody kept an eye on him. Like, uh, hold a mirror up to his nose. Like, <laughs> right. When I awoke, the effects of sleep deprivation and the effects of not eating. Really, and I mean really, got to me. I was physically and mentally exhausted for at least a week after that, and extreme hunger plagued me every minute. I remember on one of those recovery days, not one minute went by without me chewing on some kind of food. This guy almost died, I think. <laughs> Emphasis on the chewing, because he just did like <laughs> three grams of meth or whatever. His jaw was going overtime. Mm. Yeah, his body was just like, we're shutting this down. We gotta mm. shut this down. I experienced nasty cold and flu symptoms as the chemicals slowly exited my body. I call this simply the crank flu. Okay. My mouth tasted metallic like I'd been sucking on a penny. Sounds like blood. Sounds like you, you might have been bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Yeesh. Never had that happen. Uh, I had a few more binges after that, usually limited to three nights. All right, so we cut it in half. <laughs> yeah, he's being responsible. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's cut it down from a week to three nights. Yep. He found his limit. I stayed clean from crank for about a year. Surprisingly, it wasn't very hard. Uh, it is so hard to say no to this stuff when it's around, but if I move away to where I don't know anybody and don't make friends in the drug culture, it can be done. <laughs> so so he says, like, it wasn't hard to stay clean. He just had to yeah. completely fucking remove yeah. himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First he humble brags. Never go around it. Oh, yeah. Wasn't actually that hard to kick a meth, but also I had to completely cut myself off from everyone I just, know. Just totally uproot my life to get away from it. <laughs> Which, hey, isn't hard just for me to do. Just across the country. Yeah. It got so bad, so addicting to the point where I had to just say goodbye to everything and escape. There was no other way out for me. <laughs> Again, not to reiterate this too much, but I'll go back and read that other phrase. Surprisingly, it wasn't very hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, I'll admit to you that I still like the stuff. It's fun to smoke or snort just a little dab and go out partying all night. My meth use is limited to only about five or six times a year now. I'm proud of how I've learned to respect chemicals. This does sound like you've really taken control, honestly. Yeah, it uh, sounds like he's doing a little bit of justification for... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> More than a little, maybe. What's he doing in between those five or six times, too? Like, what yeah. are the other drugs that he's on all the mm -hmm. time? Mm -hmm. 
he says that meth did not fuck him up as much as cocaine did. <laughs> That's okay. Yep. <laughs> Uh, he says meth is an interesting and amazing drug, but way too hard on his body. And he says, don't be a meat face. Drink your beer. Okay. Definitely a good, drug that is advice. not hard on your body. Uh, alcohol. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It doesn't turn your nose all big and red and <laughs> never, never seen that happen. <laughs> yeah. Nobody gets hooked on that stuff. I don't. I don't. I think I have the time to do it right now, but um, I want to come back because I want to read what he says about cocaine and compare the two. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't. I mean, I can't imagine cocaine being worse than than what he just said there. Yeah. yeah um, and he said it, ex- it was except yeah. for the just the cost. Right. Yeah. But no, that's a. I mean, meth is more expensive too. Yeah. So I don't know. He has a decent amount of money. Maybe he's stealing shit. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. a lot of fucking money. Yeah. But I guess if you're also, you're not paying for food. Yeah. You're not paying for activities. <laughs> you're pretty much, if you took your whole budget for the week and put it only into methamphetamines, I guess that's just what you do 24 set. That makes sense. Okay. Math works out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder how this guy's doing now. I mean, he's probably, he's probably doing fine, honestly. Dude, he, I, I mean, he has... we should destigmatize drug use here. Like all of the people in these uh, stories that we've read are, are probably just, just chilling right now um (laughs) (laughs) well this these happen to be three fairly bad stories but there there are you know good stories too on here yeah and sometimes people do figure it out later in life uh you know and uh it doesn't seem he just pushed the limits and wanted to share and uh, it's good information to have Mm mm-hmm and Iowa Punker has, it looks like, eight different stories on here. The most recent one was written in 2019. So. <gasps> oh, okay. Still... Yeah, he's out there. Yeah. Oh, and it's about What's amphetamines. It um, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Maybe I'll take back what I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's still alive and he's still well, writing. I, mean, I I also think if you can make it work, um, I and it. If it takes years off your life or whatever, uh, I still think that everybody should have that decision, to be honest. Yeah. The same way I think that pro wrestlers should be able to, and football players and all them should be able to yeah. trade in their physical health for the thing that they love to do. I think that everybody should have that right. Uh, I mean, I'm doing it myself. I do it myself. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, everyone's doing that. Just, you know, some people are doing it more than others or taking it further. Yeah. And the, me- the there are some that, yeah, I just never methamphetamines is one i would never yeah tell anybody to try and i even cocaine mm-hmm. is the other one i've like i would never give somebody their first bump of cocaine like i would never turn anybody onto that shit it's such a it's stupid wasteful, uh, waste of time wasteful drug mm-hmm. uh i did read yeah. the last sentence of the 2019 amphetamine strip report uh i couldn't eat or sleep for two days and i felt like i'd been hit by a bus when i finally crashed but it was worth it and it taught me a valuable <laughs> lesson do not take pharmaceuticals lightly that's all caps do not take pharmaceuticals lightly that's a good point mm-hmm. those are still yeah. drugs and they're very powerful although they are semi-legal some farms possess some wicked powers <laughs> wow <laughs> who to thunk yeah, thought they were real. fake. You don't want that 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 pharmacy amphetamines. You need the uh, trailer park shit. Yeah, yes. I got a buddy who makes it way better. <laughs> yeah, doctors aren't allowed to make it as strong as I do, as meat does. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> meat, my bud, meat. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we should call it a day for now. Uh, 
yeah, we we should have Brett back and explore more of the Iowa punker story. He's got he's got years and years of experience chronicled here that we should dive into later. <laughs> yeah, he tried something I've never even heard of called Calamus. <laughs> I don't yes, know what yeah. this is. Calamus. Calamus. Uh, it's uh, apparently a f- flowering plant with psychoactive chemicals. <laughs> yeah, never never heard of this shit before. But I guess he says he has a friend who is native to a third world country. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I'm sure this guy has a lot more interesting tales to tell. Yeah, we can learn yeah, a lot from Yeah, we have lots to learn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Brett, uh, thanks for talking with us today. This was really fun. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me back. It was a fun show. Uh, so what have you got going on? What kind of stuff uh, do you want to plug for our, our much smaller audience than yours? <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I don't got anything going on right now. Um, if you want to follow along, uh, Street Fight WCRS on Instagram and uh tiktok and twitter and facebook and all that is where i've been trying to post more stuff on there but we're not touring anything right now uh but if you want and haven't heard of street fight radio give us a shot yeah Yeah, definitely i i highly endorse street fight Uh, this show is uh largely modeled after what these guys made so if you like us you'll for sure like street fight and they've got shit loads of content for you to enjoy lots of good patreon stuff i am a patreon subscriber and there's always some good street fight content coming out yeah yeah brian does a lot of good series funny shows Uh, i'm not as good at it but brian brian knows what to do Uh, and uh, as as for ourselves, uh, you can check out our Patreon. We're currently reviewing uh, very in-depth a book by local author Joseph Dobrian, uh, and it's just horrible shit week after week, <laughs> so you'll love to listen to us talk about it. Um, I, we've got a couple designs up on Redbubble. If you go to redbubble.com, search Rock Hard Caucus, you'll find a gas station ripoff logo and the new Toxic Feminine Mystique logo designed by our friend Allie High. And uh, I'm also I'm playing a show next or this Saturday, May seventh, at uh, at Gabe's in Iowa City. So come check that out. That'll be fun. Get to it. All right. I think that'll do it for us. Uh, thank you, Evan. Thanks again, Brett. Thanks everyone for listening. This has been Rock Hard Caucus, episode eighty something. <laughs> <laughs>